Welcome to the GT Podcast, where we talk about all the things grit and tenacity. The power of showing up confidently and authentically in your life, sprinkling in sales training built for female entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Gwen. As someone with over 20 years experience in corporate startups and multi-level marketing businesses, selling, I am passionate about redefining selling norms. I want to teach you how to grow your business by leaning into your grit and tenacity. This month, if you haven't noticed, the month of February, it is all about falling in love, falling back in love with your business. And I don't know about you, but when money is abundant and I'm not worried about needing that next new client to keep me going, I love my business. But if you're also like me, finances scare the crap out of you. And it's an area that we need to focus on. But oftentimes, I feel like we put our heads in the sand and ignore and hope and pray that it'll go away. And we go, you know what? If I make the money and the expenses are less, I'm good, right? No, it's a very costly and expensive mistake. And so I am so excited to have our guest on today. Her name is Olivia Schultz, and she is with Agent O. And she helps your business grow from struggling with frequent cash flows crunches to having enough cash in the bank to survive the ups and downs of a typical business. Girlfriends, if you are not planning for the downs, you are making a mistake. If you are planning and forecasting your business solely off of the skyrocketed of new profit, mistake number one, you have to make sure that you are accounting for people to fall off, people to cancel, um, people to uh, say no, right? We have to make those contingency plans because that's just real life and that's business girlfriends being authentic here. Okay. So what she found is that one in two businesses fail within the first five years. Oh, ouch. Not because they're bad at business, but because they don't have a profit strategy in place. So what she has done is she has created her clarity to profit method to teach small business owners how to finally be and stay profitable. Sign me up. I'm in. She and I are already having conversations. In her 22 plus years in business, Olivia Schultz has been a small business owner of a manufacturing firm, a wholesaler, and even a luxury retailer. Her early years were spent listening to shop talk (laughs) um, over the dinner table. Yep, been there, done that. Um, And since all of her family members were entrepreneurs, she eats dreams and thinks in spreadsheets. And her passion is helping you keep more money than you make. Okay, I can get on board with that. Can you? Seriously, though, small business is her thing. And there are a ton of coaches and consultants and gurus out there. But you need to work with one who is technically savvy, listens, cares, understands, is authentic. We know that's one of my favorite words here. And delivers. So without further ado, I cannot wait to introduce you to Olivia with Agent O. Miss Olivia, I am so excited that you are here today. Thank you for being a guest and breathing life into um, my audience. Oh, thank you, Gwen. And thanks for that introduction. Absolutely. Absolutely. Excited I know to be when here. you and I first met, um, <clears throat> it was like an instant connection. Uh, I know that a lot of what we're trying to do is help women do business differently. And I know that you um, have had your own experiences and with, with selling and, and like you said, running your own, uh, you have a family that just is 
you know, seated with, with entrepreneurship. So I feel like you have a yeah. wealth of knowledge of wins and learns maybe. And, you know, that old adage of like, learn from me, right. Don't repeat my mistakes. So maybe that's um, <laughs> a little bit of what we of can, course. we can learn from you here. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to give the floor to you and, and tell us what you want us to know today. <laughs> well, and you are so right about authentic. That is such an incredible word. And I feel that when we start out in business, sometimes we are trying to adopt uh, the methods that we see around us. And then um, we realize that we're not being authentic to ourselves and we're miserable, right? And so in our theme this week or this month, it's all about falling back in love with our business. So maybe people start there, right? Like what feels awful? Is it um, something they're doing in their sales process that you can help them with? Or is there this looming thing in the back of their brain that's like, I have got to do something about taxes? Um, so yes, I said the Yuck. big T word. Taxes. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's tax right. season right now too. And exactly. I have it very much on top of my mind. So yes. Well, and it's a reality. We can't get around it, right? The, you know, you can try to stick your head in the sand, but you will pay for that mistake. So, um, you know, while people start their businesses for all kinds of reasons, they do have to think through at least on some level how they're going to educate themselves on the finance side of their business or who they're going to hire to help them with that. And, you know, when you're starting out, there are some free resources out there. You just have to go and find them. And it's not as fun and sexy as posting on Instagram and learning all the new things, right? But it is part of what you've got to work on. So um, today I thought I would do something fun, you know, in, in keeping with the theme of uh, falling in love with your business. There's this game people play about two truths and a lie, right? So instead of doing that, I thought we would do three lies and a truth. God, this is so <laughs> exciting. I love games. I love games. Actually, that is a lie. So if you so, so if we're doing that, that is a lie. I, I was I was saying that and I was thinking, yeah, no, any of my friends that are listening would say, uh, I'm gonna call BS on that one. Like, you hate playing games. And I'm like, yep. I, yeah, I do. Uh, so. Yeah, <laughs> but this but, is fun. This is a fun one. Okay, I'm in. You you can't talk about business finances and not make it fun on some level because people are gonna be like, oh my gosh, I don't even want to talk. Um, so let's do our first one, right? So this is one that um, I've heard many times, and I definitely have to call it a lie, and that is that it's normal to have a business that loses money for the first five years. Um, some variations of this are be sure you put money in savings before you start your business because you're not going to be profitable for the first five years. And um, that is a lie, right? Like we we have to, to debunk that and learn how to make our businesses profitable from day one. Um, they may not look like what we want them to be. Um, in the end, right? We, we start, almost every business starts with a dream, right? We have this thing in our heart. We have this idea and image in our mind, and we can get there. We just may not get there overnight, but that doesn't mean we have to live in uh, losses, right? Business losses for those first five years. So that is my first lie of the day. <laughs> okay. All right. I love it. So say that again, just one more time. The first lie of the day is um, that it is normal to have a business that's going to lose money for the first five years. Okay. You know yeah. what? Can I just pause here for a second? Because, um, the, yeah. Uh, so I had a transparent conversation and, and maybe you can relate or, you know, others can relate. I've come to a critical point in, in my life where I'm like, okay, um, looking at my business, what can it do for me? You know, what's, 
what's that normal? What can I expect from it? Right. And I, I yeah. um, did what I tell everybody not to do. So here you go. Uh, authenticness here. I picked the phone and I called my cousin who is a male. And I think if you've listened to previous podcasts, I have talked about how um, I love my cousins. They're, they're my family. They're blood. I mean, they're my, my brothers, right? I'm, I'm an only child. I don't have any siblings, but they are my everything. I've mm -hmm. grown up admiring in them, but they work in the business world in a very, in the business world in a very masculine form. And when I was looking for kind of encouragement and support of like, maybe I can do more with this business than um, sooner than I had expected. And his first response to me was, yeah, I mean, typically businesses don't make money in their first five years. So that is crazy to me that you just said that. Okay, keep on. It It is, it, you'll hear it everywhere, you know? And honestly, when I was thinking of going out on my own, I didn't go out on my own for many, many years because of that lie, right? So I have a particular passion about that one <laughs> because um, I think of all the people I could have helped in those first few years when I was scared because of this lie, I kept believing. Um, so there you go. And what, lie number so, one. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, and so help, like, I mean, wow, like my mind is blown already just in this conversation um, because that's something that I've heard over and over again. So so tell, are you going to tell us why that's a lie? I hope <laughs> Well, um, first off, it is a lie because you can engineer from day one to have profit. Um, and secondly, that's part of what you'll start to learn in the profit freebie that we are going to talk about a little bit later. Um, but starting slow, building from there, you have to look at your numbers at some point because you have to know what to charge people. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into this piece, but I will say that most of the, the majority of business owners that I work with, I will deep dive into their numbers and find they're not charging enough. Um, and for a variety of reasons, either they don't really know their true cost or they're afraid to ask for it. Right. Um, and so, Charging enough so that you are able to cover the things that you have to cover is an important piece of it. Um, but I don't want to, I don't want to spoil the next two lies. <laughs> okay. 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 I won't make you. I won't make you. Okay. All right. So lie number two, and you know, it was funny. You were talking about um, learn from my mistakes, right? So, so that lie number one, like I said, I believed that for a long time. So lie number two is definitely don't learn or learn from my mistakes. Right. So, um, here's the lie going into debt because it's for the business is okay because I can write it off on my taxes. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think people get a, a clear picture of personal debt is bad, right? Like I can't go on vacation and put it on my credit card over and over and over again and expect to retire uh, at the level I want to retire at later in life. But for some reason, that concept goes away when we start a business and we think, oh, this is a business expense, so I can write it off my taxes. And so therefore, it's OK. Um, this is definitely a lie. Right. So debt is debt, whether it's on your personal books or your corporate books. And yes, people do use debt to grow. You know, that's something you'll hear a lot is uh, to grow. You're going to need capital. And so it's OK to go into debt because you're growing. And while some of that is true. The core of that is that if you are continuing to go into debt in your business, then as your business grows and as that revenue comes in, rather than being able to invest it back in your business, you're going to pay for the debt that you incurred. So um, it slows growth, really, right? Yeah. And so to 
without going too deep into numbers, you have to have profit at the end of the day to pay that credit card bill. And so you're going to pay tax on that profit and you're going to pay that credit card bill. So if you think about it, you're going to have credit card interest plus corporate taxes for every dollar that you went into debt in order to build your business because it was a, a write-off. So um, it is the more expensive way to go. And therefore, it's something to keep in mind and get really comfortable with why you're going into debt for that specific thing and not just say, oh, this is for business. I've got to put it on my business taxes. Um, that is that does not make it okay. <laughs> That's not the only yeah. thing you should be asking yourself. You know, definitely lie to. <laughs> this is this is a really hard one for me too because um, I don't know if I've shared openly, but I, you know I'm happy to now. It's like Dave Ramsey has been a big part of my journey, um, mm -hmm. and because and anybody that doesn't know Dave Ramsey, he is like a financial guru that teaches you how to get out of debt. Um, you know, at one point my, my husband and I were over $300,000 in, in debt. And that was not including our homes. That was including his student loans, credit cards. I mean, just reckless young spending and mm -hmm. it caught up with us at one point, you know? Um, and so debt has been a hard lesson learned, but I, you know, definitely echo what you're saying about mm -hmm. going in. Like that's a mantra of mine is like, I never, I'm not taking any debt to go in, you know, we're building with profit. Right. So, yeah. um, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Absolutely. Dave is a, that Dave Ramsey is wonderful. That financial peace university is wonderful. And yep. I had a similar story to yours when I, you know, was already a business owner when I went through it. And then it was like, oh my gosh. And this, so this lie number two is really coming from his teaching of, you know, debt is debt. It doesn't matter if it's business or personal and looking uh, at my husband at the time and saying, you know, what have we done? <laughs> we, we were such smart people, right? Like we just made all these big, horrible mistakes, but uh, it was all in the, in the vein of we can write it off our business taxes. No, no, it's yeah. not good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll make sure to link uh, the Dave Ramsey in the show notes too. Cause yeah. I just think that that's a great resource. Absolutely. Yes. All right. And so lie number three, this, I find, um, I think this is empowering and it really speaks to a lot of creative entrepreneurs out there. Um, you know, as a kid, I had friends who were very, very creative. And when my birthday would come around, they would give me like this drawing or this craft. And I was so insanely jealous of their talent. And I was like, I don't have anything I can make and give to somebody, you know, like it wouldn't even be recognizable, but you know, there's so much talent in the world. And so these people grow up and they become artists and they sell at art fairs or they have galleries and whatnot. And um, that is amazing, right? Like I really celebrate those folks, but they're not numbers people, right? Left brain versus yeah. right brain. I am on the same page as you. That is there, why yeah. graphic design is not my thing. Like I have the ideas, but somebody make it look pretty because I'm not going to do that. <laughs> right. So they're not numbers people. And, you know, so the next lie is that you have to be a numbers person to be a successful business owner. Nothing could be further from the truth. There are amazing, successful business owners who are incredibly creative people. Um, you do not have to be a numbers person. You don't have to love spreadsheets. You don't have to love balancing your books, um, you know, playing with budgets at home. Don't let that stop you. If you are an incredible creative talent, go for it and do something amazing because your talent is something I cannot give. And I so appreciate, right? Like I love buying art. Well, you might notice that behind me. A lot of these are gifts, by the way. Um, 
but you did not start your business to do sales tax forms and to look at your balance sheet and you don't find joy in that. And that is okay. You should not feel shame for that. And so that is the other lie is that people seem to think, oh, if I'm a, num- if I'm a numbers person, I'm successful. And if I'm not a numbers person, I'm never going to get this business thing right. That's amazing. Um, yes, I agree with all of that. However, if you are a CEO of a, of a company, I feel like you, at some level, you need to understand your numbers. Like you can't just, you know, put your head in the sand and ignore it because numbers is data and data drives all decisions that we, most decisions, I should say, you know, that uh, we need to then use to pivot in one direction or another. So um, I think that to your point, if it's not your strength, outsource it, right? But also find somebody such as Olivia, (laughs) um, that, uh, it understands your business, understands you as a human being. And I think that that's the other thing too, right. Is, um, I know my experience with financial individuals, you know, whether it be a tax person or whatever, there's, there's sometimes a hard translation, um, barrier there, if you will, because I'm like, I don't, I don't know what profit is, you know, maybe, I mean, I do, but like, maybe, you know, I know that you were talking, we were talking before this and it's like, you know, you have your, um, freebie that I'm so excited to, to dive into myself, but really it comes down to like one misunderstood word can create so much confusion. And so we cannot assume that people understand what is profit? How do you get profit? Right. What are Mm -hmm. expenses? Right. What are sunk costs versus, (laughs) you know, the other costs? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, what are, what's recurring, you know, those, those big, you know, words that made me take money (laughs) twice over in college. So yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, and so the good advisors out there, um, I'm certainly not the only person that helps people with their businesses, but the good ones are the ones that will get you through that without shame. You know, I, I've literally worked with people that, you know, I say, okay, I need you to give me access to your QuickBooks so I can go in there and look at your chart of account and, and they'll pause and they'll, it's almost like I've asked to see their closet, you know, <laughs> they're like, it's really messy. <laughs> and I'm like, of course, it's really messy. This isn't your you know, area of expertise. And that is okay. You do not want me making something for the bake sale, right? Like, don't ask me to do that. It's going to be horrible. And, and I just know that about myself and it is okay to accept that your financial side is not um, your strength, but just like you said, cause that's so wise, you can't say it's not my strength and ignore it. Right. Because we've talked about that. That is a very expensive mistake, whether you're paying for uh, interest on debt or paying for fines and penalties because you didn't do something right in the tax world. You do have to have these numbers, but you do need a translator, right? So you, it's not just about making sure your balance sheet is right. It's about helping you know um, what pieces of your business are really driving that profit and what pieces of your business are struggling. Because sometimes what happens is that you have something that is driving profit and it's masking the other piece that is either barely breaking even or is actually losing you money. But because the profits over here are so good, the overall number looks healthy and you're like, Oh, things are great, mm-hmm. but maybe they're not, you know? So, and if you knew that you could tweak something just a little bit and make such a huge difference, why wouldn't you do that? Right. So yeah, it's about coming to that place, learning about somebody's business, but also taking away the shame that they might feel because of this numbers piece, you know, and helping them see this is what you need to focus on. And that's a lot of what we do inside the clarity to profit method is 
you don't spend hours with me. Uh, you spend one hour each month. And it's like, here's what you need to focus on. Here's the, the thing that we need to fix. You know, you're not looking at the whole stuff. You're looking at the parts that need to be fixed and giving real clear direction in that way. I love that so much. And, you know, uh, I have no shame in saying what I don't know or do know. And so um, I feel like you, you, you're just so, you're so good. Like, and this is a great, you know, connection piece because um, hopefully my, my listeners relate to, uh, Hey, being authentic and owning the things that um, we may not be good at and wanting to live in their strengths and um, recognizing that, yeah, asking for help is actually a sign of uh, intelligence and a sign of, um, strength, not weakness. I think so many people are like, I can't ask for help because that someone might think that I don't know how to run my business or do whatever. <laughs> no, it's just you, <laughs> yeah. you wanting your business to survive and recognizing, um, that, you know, you just got to work in, in those areas of strength. Exactly. Like the statistic of one in five businesses fail or yeah. I mean, so that is the thing, right? You've got to have, um, the confidence to ask for help, right? So, you might think asking for questions and seeking help means that you're not confident in business, but it's actually just the opposite. You are showing that you're confident enough that you are willing to learn or you're willing to get a partner to come alongside you because you know that this thing that you do, whether you're a painter or sculpture or woodworker or you make jewelry or whatever your thing is that lights you up, um, that you know you can make that happen. And while numbers may not be your thing, it is the vehicle, you know, this business, this healthy, profitable business is the vehicle to get you to what it is that you want to do in your life. Um, and so you got to put gas in it, right? Even if yep. you don't want to pump the gas, you got to get somebody to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so that well, you can and have then, the, you know, what you need. Your analogies are so aligned with me and we didn't even talk about this at all, but I always say like selling is the fuel to your engine. Like, like you can have this great product, yeah. right. But like, you gotta, something's gotta propel it. Right. And so you have to have people that are willing to give you money for your services or your products and then, you know, go from there. So Mm-hmm. I love that so much. Okay. So the three lies so far, if I'm tracking right, are um, businesses uh, take five or more years to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, lie number two is going into debt for the business is okay because I can write it off. Uh, yes. No, no there. Okay. <laughs> and then lie number three is you have to be a numbers person to be successful learning that is not true and follow my journey people because uh yeah this is uh I have an MBA but let me just tell you how many times I had to take accounting and finance and got in the real world and still didn't know what the heck I was doing so uh yeah you you too can be successful uh and then uh let's hear the truth well and so we've kind of weaved the truth in through this whole thing but that is that You do need to know your numbers. The numbers are important because when you do know them, you'll know how much to charge uh, for your various different products and services. You're going to know when to hire help and uh, you'll be able to know how much of a budget you have for hiring that help. You're going to know when it's okay to invest in yourself, right? Because there's always going to be a coach or a course or a mastermind or a retreat or whatever, right? There's lots of resources out there and knowing when to invest and how much you have set aside to do that um, is all part of knowing those numbers. I love that so much. Oh my gosh, I love that. Um, So I know you have a freebie, Mm -hmm. the the clarity to cash, right? Um, (laughs) Cash to clarity. I love it, but tell us about it. uh, And I am going to hop off this call and actually do it myself because I need to. (laughs) 
uh, have some insight there. So tell me more. Yes. Well, so you can go to agent O consulting and then forward slash profit uh, hyphen freebie. And I'll right? link it in the and show notes too. Yes, so don't worry about please. that. <laughs> um, and this just starts the conversation of, you know, making sure people know what profit is and how to get there, or at least how to start getting there, what some of the common pitfalls are. And of course, how to reach out to me if uh, they feel like they know this is important, but this isn't their gift, right? So, you know, it makes sense to have resources for folks that can pick up the ball and roll with it, you know, the DIYs in our life. And then there's also um, the done for use, right? That they say, I've got this thing I'm doing and I'm excellent at it and I don't have time to learn this other part. Um, you know, so we, we do cover both. I love that so much. Okay. Well, Olivia, you have just uh, lit a fire under me. <laughs> I, I Finances is very much on my mind right now with tax season. And um, again, just having some uh, transformational things happen in my life that are having me look more into grit and tenacity and how I can pour fuel on, uh, on, on the fire here a little bit and what that means for me and my family. And mm -hmm. so I am so excited to just, this is so timely as we talk about falling in love with our business. And, and again, you know, from, from a selling perspective, I'll be honest with you, I have seen, and I've coached so many people, whether it's you're in a corporation and you have a quota that you're trying to hit, or whether you are, a, you know, an entrepreneur and you're looking at your dollar and cents, um, it really does impact how you, how you sell. And, um, in ways that you don't even notice, to be quite honest with you. And it's a slippery slope um, where your your tone and your body language and, and the words that you start to use become very um, intrinsic. It becomes about you and what you need. And, and it, it it breaks part of that sales formula that we talk about, which is authenticity, you know, plus curiosity, plus the desire to help equals that confident selling um, because yeah. it's about them always. It's about them. How can you add value to their lives? How can what you're doing benefit them? And the minute that we make it about us, right, is when people start to feel that and see that. And, it, and that's when selling starts to feel that ickiness. And so really, it's this ripple effect of falling out of love with your business, starting with, um, you know, the, the scariness of finances all the way down to how we're communicating um, externally to none of our clients, but our prospects and our marketing. And so I'm really going to encourage you all this month as we look at tax season and as we look at falling back in love, like know your numbers, because when you, when you know your numbers, it gives you confidence, right? When you have hard, cold facts, um, that's when we can make decisions. When we get our emotions um, and we and we amplify those emotions around false evidence appearing real, we talk about that, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. um, that's when things go awry. And so I'm going to encourage you all to seriously um, jump all over this. And um, I'm sure this form will give you options and ways that you can reach out to Olivia. And of course, if you have questions, for myself, um, I'm happy to share with you more on my personal journey with Dave Ramsey um, or anything uh, alike there. So thank you again, Olivia, for just breathing so much life into us and inspiring us and making finances feel fun. We played a game, y'all. I played a little a bit fun, right? Yeah. Like it can't always be boring. <laughs> I know. I love it. Well, thank yeah. you again so much and grateful for you. Cannot wait to fall in love with my finances. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the GT Podcast, where we talk about all things grit and tenacity. 